0: Hello and welcome to the Badasspreneurs Podcast. My name is Didi and I'm the captain of Moonshots at the Badasspreneurs Moonshot launchpad for lifestyle businesses in the wellness space. If you are an owner-operator of a lifestyle business, stick around because we'll be sharing from the trenches insights, strategies, interviews and advice for building a profitable, soul-satisfying lifestyle business of your dreams. Hello, Badasspreneurs. This is the last episode of season one of the Badasspreneurs podcast, and I thought I would just use this episode to share some of the lessons I've learned on this really exciting and valuable journey of going out there and putting yourself out there by publishing a podcast. And then I'd also like to to give a big shout out to everybody, all of you that have listened to the episodes in season one uh, there are, were really some brilliant brilliant episodes with our guests and then also to all those guests that really took a chance you know unknown podcast uh, but you were all willing to come on here and share your expertise and share what you've learned with all our badish pioneers. and then i want to end off the episode later on with just telling you what to expect on se- in season two So let's start with those lessons that I've learned. And the first one is that, you know, we all go into these things and we plan them, uh, and we plan them out to the best of our ability. But the biggest lesson I've learned, and that's my first lesson I want to share, is that my expectations were just way too high. Um, And you will see all the other lessons I share are actually subsets of this one, of setting too high expectations at the start. And the first thing I learned is that, Starting a podcast, like a lot of other things in business, it's simple, but it's not easy. It takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of dedication. So if you're in this for a long run, by all means, this will work for you. But podcasting is not a silver bullet, it's not a quick thing. The next lesson I've learned is that it's actually a lot harder to get listeners than you might think. Uh, my tribe uh, and that was one of the reasons I started the podcast is because I already have quite a large tribe but it's an email tribe uh, and they used to read what I have to share. they're not used to listening what I have to share And what I discovered is that not all of them will like and would like to listen. they would rather still be reading so the modality uh, was not the right fit uh, but having said that, Uh, with the guests that i invited a lot of them are already established in the podcasting world they are already established in the health and wellness world Um, and they brought with them listeners so that helps but bottom line it takes a lot longer and a lot harder to get the listeners that you want to to get the third lesson is that guest management is a nightmare uh, i've started my first two or three episodes and i did them solo and i quickly realized that solo episodes like this one is not my forte uh, i love talking but i don't like like a lot of you i don't like talking out loud to myself recording that conversation with myself and then actually publishing it online but having said that uh, I did like it to a certain extent because it, it's a growth process and it put you have to put yourself out there. And yeah, I did learn a few things about myself from doing these solo episodes, but I definitely prefer the guest route and I took the guest route, but, you know, guest management is a lot more work than you would or- originally think. Um, you have to follow up with guests, some of the guests. Uh, Some of the guests that I've reached out to, um, and I must say of all the guests I've reached out to, only one uh, was quite arrogant. Um, So they are are, literally, they are in the minority. Um, The rest of them were all very open. Uh, I took the route of having a pre-recording call. So it was sort of a little uh, get together chat that we have because uh, my thinking was, I would rather take that extra step, but it is an extra step both for myself and and for my guests. But it helps both of us to get to know each other a little bit better. Uh, And I can choose sort of an angle that I would rather follow uh, with the the interview. But yeah, one of the things I did and I quickly realized is that I had to work out a workflow. So I planned out a complete workflow uh, from my outreach email uh, Every step, and I made a checklist for every step. Uh, I put that into Trello. I use Trello for most of my projects, uh, especially those that, that have a lot of follow-up. And, you know, you know, in Trello, you can do little to-do lists within within a list and within your cards. So I have a card for every guest get entered. You know, from from the day I do the outreach, I enter them in Trello. They've got a checklist, and I move the checklist the card from list to list uh, and that works very good for me Uh, even so to to the extent that I feel quite comfortable that when we start with the next season I can outsource get a VA virtual assistant to help me with most of that work because that's the donkey work Uh, that's the work that uh, I don't like doing and um, it really it yeah it sort of dampens my energy that type of work but Be aware and be ready for that grind work. The the next lesson I learned is that I hate the production. Uh, Because once you've done the the interview, and that's all the fun stuff, uh, once you get the guest on air, it's all fun and it's all, you know, It's but afterwards you have to go and you have to edit everything out and you have to do the production. Now, there are people out there that will do this for you for a fee. Um, I really considered it. I was I was and I was very tempted to get somebody to do the production for me from the start. Um, my mentor advised me against that and I was very glad that I followed his advice for the simple reason doing the production for this whole first series myself, I learned a lot of lessons in terms of how to structure the interview and what to do and what not to do in the interview to make the production e- easier. Uh, but still, having said that, the first few episodes, and those were solo episodes, um, the production took me half a day. Of, and, and, and that was for a 20-minute episode. So uh, I, I was a slow learner. But I've really, again, I've made a workflow for, for the production. Uh, and I spend a lot of time on on... on fine-tuning that whole process Uh, and again I I think if I want to I could easily outsource that as well the last lesson that I want to share with you is that the promotion side of the podcast is actually like business Uh, you have to you know if you're a pot if you have a business you are actually a marketer of that business and the same goes with a podcast you have to get the word out there and you have to put a lot of effort into the marketing uh, with the help of my mentor we've decided to focus on on one platform uh, I've chosen LinkedIn uh, because it's easier for me I'm business to business uh, it's easier for me my my ideal clients are on there and it's easier to reach out and easier to tag them uh, than that it is for me in Facebook Facebook for me is just way 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 too distracting Uh, and apart from that I'm not a Facebooker the time I spent on Facebook is absolutely minimal so having said that um, I think that probably the biggest reason uh, why we love doing a thing like podcasting it is content that we create uh, but it is creating awareness uh, of ourselves and our businesses uh, and about our beliefs and how we would like to see the industry develop and where we would like to see the industry go. So the promotion part of that is critical and it's and it's important and it's a marketing. So the marketing aspect of it is also very important. And again, uh, I've focused on series one on putting systems in place. And you will see if you go to my podcast, uh, the podcast page on the website, uh, we've developed sort of a, a, a theme around how we do it. Uh, and how we promote our speakers and most of my promotion uh, initially i've started promoting the episode uh, but i've changed that as well Uh, and it works slightly better for me There's still too little or too few episodes to see whether if there's a trend or not but definitely the last few episodes I spend my time uh, and the promotion effort we've spent on promoting the guest and that actually works for me a lot better and it's also the reason why I reach out to the guest uh, so we promote the guest So those are the main lessons that I've that I've learned and I hope when you consider you know going into a, a, a podcast you will find them helpful. Um, my final advice on, should one do a podcast or not, it, it's literally a no-brainer if you like talking. You know, we all have our, our favorite way of communicating. Um, if you like writing, podcasting is not the ideal. you rather go for a blog. Uh, if you like talking, podcasting definitely. Um, and I find that I can produce content on via talking by audio a lot quicker than writing? You know, writing you always correct and you try and you know you have the correct grammar and I have the correct sentence structure, etc., etc. And I just waste a lot of time. I, I try and be too perfect on that. Whereas with podcasting, um, if there's a, a big boo boo, I'll, I'll cut that out. But if there's no big boo boos, I'm just being myself. So a lot of quicker content. And then last. If you like appearing on video, which I don't, um, then probably a YouTube channel would be would, would serve your purposes better. All in all, podcasting, really, again, it's a no-brainer in terms of producing contact, content. But it's also a no-brainer in terms of building relationships. And to me, the most valuable benefit that I got from this first season um, and I did not have that many guests yet uh, on the podcast, but I already made friends all over the world. Uh, I've learned a lot. So my, for me personally, the biggest benefit this far, season one, was just the relationships that I've been able to build via a platform called podcasting. What do you expect in season two? Well, it's a good question. First of all, we're going to take a little break. Uh, we are busy and we are in the process of putting the Badass Launch Tactics Symposium together. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge effort. It's a huge project for, for me uh, and for, for the Badass Pruneers Business School. And it's also a very really exciting project. Um, but with that, we are taking a short break from the podcast. So there will be a little bit of a break and, a, and silence. Uh, but then I'm in the process. We'll be busy with the symposium and putting all those speakers uh, together. And, you know, speaking of speaker management, that's a bigger nightmare than, than podcast speakers. But uh, we're also in the process of putting together new guests for season two of the Baddest Premieres Business School podcast, what you're listening to right now. And... So we're going to focus on specific themes for for each poshcat and we're going to really share valuable lessons because that's our whole purpose here, is to help you learn from the mistakes and the successes of others so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel for yourself. So I'm really looking forward and I'm really excited about season two. Uh, We will also repurpose some of the content and some of the interviews that we've had on the Badass Lawn Symposium. Uh, so you will also hear some of, the, some of the nuggets of wisdom that came out of there, and I will be sharing that with you also in Season 2 of the Badasspreneurs Business School Podcast. So, Badasspreneurs, that's the end of Season 1. I wish you all the very best. Um, I hope that you will use what you've learned to grow your businesses, uh, and just remember, spend at least as much time working on your business as you work in your business. Preferably, you should be spending more business work, more time spent uh, time on your business than working in your business. And if you didn't get a ticket to the Badder's Launch Tactics Symposium yet, you're going to lose out. The f- tickets are free for three days. Uh, we've got t- a 30-day ticket for a, a nominal fee. where you have 30 days to watch all the sessions again and again and again. Uh, and they also have a VIP playbook, uh, which contains 90 days access plus additional bonuses and time with our speakers. See you there.